0: Shazam <laughs> Here I am. And you know what? It's amazing to me that and it's significant that a shepherd was part of the story. And this shepherd, what I noticed about him is he, he he changed. He had something that I call a God encounter. And when you encounter God, it, it's, it's something that changes your life forever. An encounter means this, it means to experience something unexpectedly. And he was a shepherd, and what a shepherd does is he tends sheep. And so as I began to think about this, I was thinking back in the history, if you go back in the pages of the Bible, that you'll find a lot of shepherds, but these shepherds had a God encounter. And so today, I just wanted to start out with the first one that I came to, and it was this man named Abram. Abram had, was traveling with his father, Terah, and with his wife, Sarah, and his nephew, Lot. And they had taken this nephew in because, because his brother had passed away. And they, they had just, they were camped, and they were staying at this place called Haran, but in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it says this. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house, and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you shall be blessed. This encounter, it it changed him. And because he kept saying, you get away from your family and I will give you a name. Your name will be great and you will, excuse me, you will be a blessing. Verse 3 says, I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And you and the families of the earth shall be blessed. So they set out for this place called Canaan which was the promised land. And when they got there, the Lord spoke to Abraham and he appeared to Abraham this time when he did. And he said to you and your descendants, I will give you this land. Then you go on to chapter 17 and God actually made a covenant with Abraham and, and he made an exchange. Abraham gave God what he had, but God gave Abraham what he had. And he was a changed man. And and he told him, with this covenant, you will be exceedingly fruitful. It gave Abraham, or Abram at this time, well, I'm sorry, Abraham, it gave him a purpose. His purpose was to prosper, his purpose was to multiply, and his purpose was to bless all the nations of the world. He had a purpose. And the purpose just wasn't for him. That purpose was passed down to his son, Isaac. In in chapter 26 and verse two, it says, do not, well, what happened? Let me back up just a little bit. Isaac was in the land of the Philistines because of a drought. And, And the Lord spoke to him and he said, he said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land in which I will tell you. Sojourn in the land and I will bless you and I will, I will be with you and I'll bless you. And he went on to say this because I want to bless you like I blessed your father, your father Abraham. Abraham trusted me and he was obedient to me. And I'm going to bless you and bless all the nations of, world, of the world through you, Isaac. So Isaac after Isaac, there was another generation of sons. And, and then this one particular son that we're going to talk about, is, is his name, excuse me, was, uh, what was his name? I know it here. Jacob, thank you. His name was Jacob. And actually Isaac told him, he blessed him, and he told him, he said, I don't want you to marry in these ladies around here, the ladies around the Canaanites, because they weren't like them. So he sent him back to the, to, to the land where his mother's brother lived. And he said, go to your mother's brother and pick your wife there. It kind of sounds like Arkansas a little bit, doesn't it? But but anyway, I'm just kidding. I hope no one's here for that. Okay. So, so while he's on this trip, while he's on this trip in Genesis chapter 28, and verses 12 through 14, it says, then he dreamed... And behold, the ladder was set up on the earth and the top reached to heaven and there was angels of God and they were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac. The land in which you lie, I will give you and I'll give your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east and the north and the south, and you and your seed, all the families of the earth, will be blessed. Behold, I am with you and you, and and keep you, I'll keep you up wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land, for I will leave you, will not leave you until I've done what I've spoken to you. Again, this this young man here had that purpose. You know, it, your life changes when you have a purpose. A God, and a God encounter will will cause you to think of yourself differently, and he'll give you a purpose. We're going to go a little farther in time here, and and there was another man named Moses, and we know that Moses... Was a Hebrew child that had been raised in the house of Pharaoh, but through a, a series of circumstances, he had been began to flee for his life. Now, the children of Israel were in bondage, and and they were in bondage to the Pharaoh, but. He became a shepherd, and the Bible says this that he was keeping sheep on the backside of the desert when all of a sudden he had this encounter with God. In verse 2, it says, Exodus 3 and verse 2, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked up, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And the Lord said, I have seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because their because of their taskmasters for I know their sorrows so I've come down to deliver them out of the land of the Egyptian to bring them up from the land to a good land a large land a land flowing with milk and honey in verse 10 he said he said this and he said I have chosen you to do this I have chosen you and so I want you to go back and I want you to tell them that I sent you. And I love this next part. You know, he's, the Lord is talking to him, and he's talking through the bush. There was a burning bush that was there, and he could just hear his voice through this. And I know he was just overwhelmed by the presence of God in that place. And when he was saying all these things to him, finally he asked these questions. He said, so uh, who do I tell you that you are? And he said, I am who I am, you tell them. I am sent you, and so you know the rest of the story. God worked through him; and did miracles because his purpose, his the, after this encounter with God, his purpose was to deliver the children of Israel. So we're going to go forward a little bit now, and and uh, and I want to talk about another shepherd. And uh, you know, there was 14 generations between Abraham and David. And so this is about David. And it's before he was a king, David. He was a shepherd. And what happened is, is there had been a king, and his name was Saul. But God, the Bible says this, that he tore Israel away from Saul because of his disobedience. In chapter, uh, And in chapter 16... It says this, that, that Samuel, the prophet of God, began to, he was just sad. In fact, he might have been pouting a little bit. And so God said, get up, get up from there because I'm gonna send you to give me a new king. So he sent him to this place called Bethlehem. And he said, take a heifer and go there and worship. But while you're there, I want you to go to this man named Jesse. And from his son, I'm going to pick the next king. So he goes in there, and and he told him his purpose. And he began to talk to the, the dad. And he said, out of one of your sons here, the next king of Israel will be. And so the first one came up there, and he's a big strapping guy. And I wrote his name down so I wouldn't forget it. And his name was Abinadab. And he was a big, good-looking guy. And the Lord said, I don't look at people like you do. He's probably looking at his muscles. But, but he said, I look on the heart. So the next one was shaman. He said, nope, seven sons passed. Nope, nope. Nope, nope. He went down the line and finally he looked at at, at Jesse and he said, don't you have, do you have another son? And he said, yeah, but he's out there with the sheep. He's tending the sheep. A shepherd. A shepherd was out there taking care of the sheep. So he called him in and David had a God moment. The old prophet said, he looked at him and 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 I know he saw his heart and he said, this is the one And he poured the oil over his head and he anointed him to be king. He wasn't king right away though. But what was, it says the spirit of the Lord came upon him. He had a God encounter. And you know what that spirit did? That spirit on the inside of him did things that are a little on the soft side. Like writing psalms and songs and all that. He wrote Psalm 23 and he recognized the Lord as his shepherd. But he also, the spirit of the Lord came on him just before he fought the giant. He told, he told Saul, he said, you know what? The spirit of God came on me and I have killed a lion and a bear. The spirit of God helped me to kill lions and bears. Oh my. <laughs> he had he, killed, killed then. He said, let me get after this uncircumcised Philistine spirit of god came on him and it wasn't just him with this god showed up again and you know i he said you come at me with a sword and shield but i come at you in the name of the lord he was sure of his call he was sure of his purpose and you know the story he wound up a sling and it must have been like a missile that went through that guy's head you know but but david because of this he had a purpose now another 14 generations. Here we are. We have another shepherd here, and he's still part of the story. And and I and I just picked up on some of the things that he began to say about himself. And and uh, he before he had his God encounter, he said, he told me in Luke 2:8. He told us in Luke 2:8. Now that now was in the. In the same country, shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And and I liked what he said. He says, you know, I was just a shepherd until tonight. I mean, after all, his father was a shepherd. He said he desired to do other things. He he thought that he would do something special that would affect other people around him. And it made me think, you know, he, he, he felt... Um, he felt uh, insignificant. He felt like it, you know, he, you know, it didn't matter what he did. But this encounter changed him. And I was just thinking about that. Don't we feel insignificant sometimes in our role in life? You know, we might just think, you know, all I do is work at this job and make enough money. I come home, we pay the bills. Or maybe it's a housewife and a lot of times she may feel insignificant too. Well, I'm just here with the kids, but that's not so. Where you're at, God can touch you, and you can have this encounter with God, and it would it'll change your perspective. I, I just I just know, and he 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 had heard though, his dad, that shepherd had told him some stories though. He had told him, I believe that he had told him about prophecies about this Messiah that was coming. He told him about things to come. Then the night changed for him. Let me read just a little bit here. It says in in Luke 2 and verse 9, it says, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before him, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. There's that all people again. For there is born to you in this day in the city of David, who is, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, good will toward man. And the story is, He ended it this way, and it it, it was not a story anymore. It became a message, a message. And he said, and it's for me. And I liked what he said. He pointed around, and he said, and it's for you. This message is for everyone. And you know, I've heard that message. I heard it when I was 27 years old. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But 17, I love this part. It says this, that God did not send his, his, his Son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. And, and you know, on, on May the 8th, 1979, I had a God encounter. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. He came into my heart. And He began from that moment there. Of course, it was an uphill fight for a little bit. But He began to change me from the inside out. And, and so, so after that, I had a, just a couple of weeks later, I had a God encounter, another one. And, and, and you know, if you're going to be saved, then you need to be baptized in water. And, and so I was just going to be obedient and be baptized in water little did I know I, the night before I I mean in, in a worship service just before that I was there and, and, and all of this was so new to me and Rhonda was just like I always say this if, if it was like we were standing next to the pool she just jumped in head first she was in it and I was I would have put my toe in you know and, and, and so, but this night, though, I said, God, I just want whatever you have for me. I want it. So I got baptized in water, and at the same time, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I came up, and I, and I was speaking in tongues. Now, I didn't ask for that, but I'm glad I got it. It was an encounter with God. Soon after that, God called me to be a shepherd. And I thought, you know, that's so significant. I was and, and I was I worked for United Parcel then, Service and, and I was driving my truck and I was going in and I began to work with kids I saw this vision and and I and, and I had to pull over I was going back to the center after I'd worked all day and, and the Lord gave me a vision and I could just see I could just see a big crowd of and of people and I went, why are you showing me this? And he said, look closer. And it, they were little kids, a lot of little kids. And they were everywhere. And he said, I've called you to these. I became a shepherd. And, and you know what? After, I, after that happened to me, I began to make Jesus not just my Savior, but He became, he became my shepherd. You know the Bible says this. He Jesus refers to himself to his, his own self about being a shepherd. John ten eleven. He says, "I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep." In verse fourteen, he says this: "I am the good shepherd. I am known. I, I'm sorry. I know my sheep, and I am known by my own." And I this was my favorite. I think it says in verse twenty seven. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. God encounter. A God encounter. Sometimes, you know, it started out with the Lord appearing to a person, and then, and then it came through a prophet. And a lot of times it just may come with being baptized in water. But when we treasure and value these God encounters, God changes us. Unexpectedly, he begins to come on us, and he gives us a purpose, a purpose. You know, I, I continue to drive that truck, though. I mean, I did that for a long time. I delivered packages, but on Sunday, I volunteered. It started out as just being volunteer, and I worked pastoring those little kids. You know, I, I, it makes me think about that housewife. I, sometimes, you know, they, you could feel insignificant, Little kids don't run up at the end of the day and say, Mom, what you did today just changed my life. <laughs> it didn't happen in children's church either. They never said, Pastor. <laughs> it, it, you know, but was the purpose that I had, did, did it make a difference? You know, I, I sometimes I look around and when I see, see Krista, I think, yeah, it made a difference. When I see Josh, yeah, Luke, I see kids like that. It did make a difference. All of us have these opportunities. I got, gosh, I got to go, don't I? One more quick story. I just want to tell you about one encounter that we had, and it was about in 1992. It was, we, we had a brand new baby boy. He was just a little fella. And, and, uh, and to get that baby boy was a lot of work, huh, honey? It was, it was tough. We went through a lot of things to get that baby boy. And so we were in this service and there was a man up there preaching. He walks over to Rhonda and he said, God has a surprise for you. And he he said some other things to her, but he said, he has a surprise. And he says, I can't see what it is because it's all wrapped up, but he has a surprise for you. I guess I could just make it brief by saying that saying this, that that surprise got married last Saturday night. He was our bonus. We always thought, you know, God did extra. And we, I mean, that was an encounter with God because we were not expecting that to happen. But you know what? God blessed us with that baby boy. Don't ever, don't ever get discouraged where you're at in what you're doing as long as God is part of it God makes things supernatural God changes everything and these these, you know sometimes they're just small but a God encounter is always huge in someone's life so be looking for them you know and we could just go on and on a couple years ago I was going to paint a room and I thought Wesley that one who just got married I thought he was going to help me so I had to go buy some paint. He didn't go with me, though, because he stayed there with his mama. And, and he said, uh, and it started, this is where all this started. He said, you know, he's not really walking with the Lord right now. He said, Mom, I just need a God encounter. And she told him about God encounters for at least an hour. You think? At least an hour. When I came back from doing all the work I looked and and this big old guy he's he's 6'2 and he is a beast and he's just crying because how those God encounters affected him and he said I need a God encounter do you need a God encounter? don't we all? praise God aren't you glad that Christmas we get to celebrate a savior Christ the Lord you know I bet you. I, I would say this probably. I know most everybody in here today, but I want to tell you this: if you have not had an encounter with the Lord just by trusting in John 3:16, I'm just encouraging you to do that today. Just do it today. Ask Jesus. The Bible says you believe in your heart. Actually, you call you call Jesus your Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. So. Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to end the service right now. But I'm going to be right there. I'm the one with the white shirt on. Uh, Bill's got a white shirt too. We kind of look like twins. We, people mix us up all the time. But, <laughs> but uh, if, if you want to pray, I'd love to pray with you. Father, I just thank you for this congregation. Father, I thank you that with every challenge comes the power and the anointing and the grace to take it. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Father God, for Christmas that we celebrate Jesus and we we just celebrate that he's our Lord. He's our shepherd. He's our savior. And each and every one of us love you, Jesus. And we want to walk with you. We want to hear your voice and not follow the voice of a stranger. And we want to Allow you to guide us through our life. Holy Spirit, take over our lives. Each day we give our life to you so that we can have our purpose fulfilled. And that's to be a light in this world. So, Father, help us to let our light so shine before men that they see our good works and it glorifies you. Father, we just thank you for these things. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, you know, we can start saying Merry Christmas. Amen. Merry Christmas. Well, thank you for being here. If you need prayer for anything, our prayer partners are here. Pastor Donnie, he's the one in the white shirt. Make sure you come down and see us. We'd love to pray with you about absolutely anything, including one of those God encounters. If you haven't signed up for something this Christmas season, make sure you check out the Welcome Center. And hey, next week, another perspective from the manger side. We're going to be talking about that wise man. You're not going to want to miss it. Invite a friend. Get somebody out here. And let's give them an encounter with an almighty God who sent his son because he loves us. Have a great week. Merry Christmas to you.